Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. No John Morant, no Giannis, no problem, it appears, in the NBA last night. We are also officially one week away from the NFL draft in Kansas City. Welcome into the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM alongside Michael Lombardi. I'm Stormy Bonantoni. We got our producer, Elliot Bowman, behind the glass. Uh, great show that we have on tap today. Yes, yes, one week to go. Yeah, we we have fast. to wait a week for Bryce Young to be announced as the first pick overall. I think that they're going to hold it close to the vest, even though everybody seems to know knows right? at this yeah. point. But it is what it is. I don't get that at all. Like, I, I don't get the – I get that they don't want to give out picks, to, you know, on Twitter for – I get that. I, I want the broadcast to kind of be self-contained. But, like, look, let's face it. I mean, it it, it adds to the, the lore of the player. You are the best player. Share the spotlight. You know, I mean, look, when the draft starts, we're going to have to go through the whole pomp and circumstance of the 15 minutes and, you know, before they officially bring them out. I get that. But, like, can we just put that to rest? I think for number one, you can. The rest of the draft, I like the... I do, too. The, I don't need the, to know the pick. Knowing. I mean, I'll know, you, everybody, I, you kind of have a sense of the pick. But um, to me, I, I don't mind not knowing immediately. I, I, I like the reaction. I love the reaction of the mockers when it doesn't go their way. I like their, I love that. Oh my God, they're so mad. They get so upset. Like, well, and this year, you know, is just going to be such a cluster because legitimately nobody has a true knowing of what the Texans are going to do it right. too, and that's going to be the ultimate domino. And we'll right. See where so everything let's else say, falls. I said this on the pod this morning with Femi. He was he was dressed in his lawyer, his British lawyer, white hair and barrister clothing to de- to to defend Justin Fields. He came in completely dressed for it, and you know he presented his case, mm-hmm. which we we can talk about later. But anyway, uh, he uh, we we were discussing the you know what's actually going to transpire in the top of the first round and i said look it could easily go bryce young tyree wilson will anderson and will levis Mm -hmm. and you know that would shock the world right if wilson went ahead of anderson oh my god that would be just complete those guys would fall off the table on the on the mock on the board on the broadcast that's the beauty of it, though. Anything can happen Anything can at this happen. point. And that's why we're seeing the odds move and fluctuate the way that we have Wilson's so much. Wilson's odds yep. moved up. But I think you have to be careful on Wilson a little bit. Uh, caution here, because nobody knows about the ankle, mm-hmm. the foot injury. I mean, it's not an ankle. It's yeah, a recovering foot. from the broken foot. Exactly. Um, so we'll talk plenty of draft a little bit later on in the show. Also, um, he alluded to it, a good discussion on Justin Fields versus Davis Mills, which we got into a little bit earlier on Tuesday, but you sure certainly set Twitter a blaze um, with your comments. Just facts, just so, facts, just the facts. You know, Joe, so, Joe Friday did. It's just the facts. You know, uh, it's just the facts. It, I'm not making it up. I didn't make it up. I, I asked Mitch Moss this morning when, when we were in our line shift, hockey line shift here in the studio. I said, Mitch, how many fumbles do you think Justin Fields had in his career? And he gave me a look and he said, uh, you know, I'm going to go on the high side 13. No, no, wrong. 28. Like at 20, now he didn't lose all 28, give him that, but the ball's on the ground 28 times. That ain't good. 
Okay, Michaels, keep it in. We'll we'll get there. I promise. We'll get there. Lots of really interesting NFL <laughs> news it. that we'll discuss on the program uh, today. I, I promise. Uh, in about thirty minutes it's as well. It's the story of my life. Women telling me what to do. <laughs> I got I got my wife. Me and I Millie got you, need to link up. And I got a granddaughter. There now. we go. I got a granddaughter telling me everything. Uh, Will Hill coming up though in about thirty minutes. We'll get his he opinion on baby, some NBA plays. Yes, congratulations to him. Get an update. On, on his newest edition. And then an hour or two, it is the hour of Mike because we have Michael. We have professional handicapper Mike Somich and VP of operations here at Circa, Mike Palm and Palm's pressing three a little bit later. But we're going to get started here in the NBA because the Grizz and Bucks certainly keeping things interesting last, last night, Michael. Which result was more surprising to you? The fact that the Grizzlies were able to get it done without John Morant or just the way that the Bucks won without Giannis? I, I, I think it has to be the Grizzlies winning. I know it was a home game, and I know that, you know, they 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 had played well, but the way that they got beat the last game mm-hmm. so convincingly, and then they removed one of their best players. For them to make this effort, to them to be able to do this, I think that was the most surprising. What about you? I mean, did you – like, I never suspected – the Grizzlies could mount this kind of resurgence without their best player. So, I mean, and because it's not just Jaw, right? They, it's Steven Adams, it's Clark, right. it's, you know, they're missing a, a number of pieces. So I think that was very surprising. But the Bucks putting up 81 points in the first half yeah. and then going on to win at margin the way that they did against the Heat, like, the, I think just the way that that the Bucks came out without Giannis was very surprising yeah. to me. And we know we have the numbers with how the the Grizzlies have had success without John Morant at times. And so I think that for me, maybe I would go Bucks j- just for that reason. Because they scored so many points. But look, they have so much I mean, the three-point shooting was ridiculous for them. But they have them. depth on their team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, look, and we know Miami. Yeah, I mean, nobody gave player. Miami a chance to win that. Plus Miami, you know, they still hold home court advantage if that means anything right now there. Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, but at some point, you know, like everybody in the league talks about, if Middleton's on his game, this makes the Bucks mm-hmm. so good. Right, and I think that ultimately that that key, they can offset in this series now against Philadelphia or whoever else they play, and they won't play Philly, you know, against whether it's Cleveland or the Knicks, whoever. That that'll be a little bit. They're not going to offset Giannis, but I want to ask you, you know, Giannis was listed as that that injury report. Yes. So, okay, help me out with this because I will never understand how odd Milwaukee has handled their injury reports all season long. Giannis will be upgraded from doubtful to questionable like he was last night, ultimately doesn't play. He'll be downgraded from probable to questionable or questionable to doubtful and then he'll play. And so I just, I don't understand, is, like, is this reverse psychology? Yeah. What's going on here with the Bucks? But I feel like for a league that says they are a partner with betting organizations, it's unacceptable the way that they treat things in the league. They do nothing to help the betting market. I mean, they actually deter it. I mean, they, like you said, they think they're a betting partner. They want players to engage in the new CBA with betting companies, and yet they can't even get a simple injury report right. Look, nobody's going to complain to them if Giannis is listed as doubtful or out and he doesn't play. Mm -hmm. It's this uncertainty that every single game – you know, we've got to sit there and wonder, are they going to play or are they not going to play? And what, 30 minutes before the game, everybody thought Giannis was playing. Well, he's one of the best players in the world, too, from an NFL perspective. Like, what if this happened with Patrick Mahomes or with Joe Burrow or Tom Brady in his prime? Like, that – how? I, I mean, and then the x-rays were negative, so, like, how like how bad was mm-hmm. it? Like, I thought, you know, maybe he would play because the x-rays came back neg- negative and it becomes a pain tolerance thing. So, I, I think they got it. But, again, these are things they have to mm-hmm. clean up with the NBA because what they continually do is push fans away, whether it's betting fans or whether it's just fans because you don't know when you're driving to the stadium to see the team, are they going to play or not? Final score, 138-122. Milwaukee at 25 threes in the win, tied for the most in a playoff game all time. Matches the Cavs number they put up in 2016 against the Hawks. Um, last thought here on on Lakers-Grizzlies as well. Just what a missed opportunity that is for the Lakers to get to go up 2-0. You know, we talked about Jimmy Butler not being able to bounce back and having that elite game like he did. And, you know, he obviously didn't play poorly. I mean, Brooke Lopez was sensational. He only missed five shots out of 17. So, you know, he was dominating the inside of the court. But to me, the question is, is this the same conversation we have for LeBron? I mean, he played 39 more minutes last night, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was minus 17 on the court. 
it, can he do it two nights in a row? Can he play at that elite level? I mean, I know he's an elite player, but can he rise that level? And as the longer these series goes, mm -hmm. the wear and tear on his body and the endurance it's going to take to get to where you have to go. This is a marathon. Yeah, and it's LeBron and AD. Like, I get that you get two days before your next game right now, but after that, it's one day off game, one day off game, um, yeah, the way I that mean, these are happening. So. I, I, I kind of really worry about that a little bit. And we seen we saw it with Jimmy Butler you know, it's not the same game every game. I think it's a little bit different. Now, do I think in game three in Los Angeles, LeBron will be back and juiced up? I probably think he would be. Nobody takes care of his body better than he does, but father time is undefeated. Well, and maybe he's a little fired up going into game three as well with what Dylan Brooks had to say in his <laughs> post-game press conference. I don't care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he shouldn't have seen that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. He was asked about, you know, the in-game trash talk with him and LeBron and if it could conceivably backfire on him. Would you wear that I don't necklace? care Would you if he's wear that old. Necklace? Would you wear that necklace? Would you wear that shirt? <laughs> Is he going to Hawaii? Is he going to a luau with a roasted I mean, pig? What's happening how here? About this? How about the glasses? I mean, <laughs> interesting, interesting. Very interesting. Uh, I mean, you know, especially for a guy. What I don't did he respect play? no one unless they put 40 up on me. I mean, what did he play, 23 minutes at 5,000, 23 minutes? <laughs> I mean, like if I was a teammate of him, I would just say, shut up. Like, can we just shut up? Like, why do, why, we used to have a saying at the Raiders, or I had a saying at the Raiders, you know, when you don't walk by Al Davis, like, don't pet the tiger. Like, don't pet, don't, don't go over and pet the tiger. Like, just leave it alone. Like, we won the game, leave it alone. You don't need to get them all stirred up, yeah. right? Like, you he said, I poke bears. Yeah, I, I mean, like, why would you do that? Like, if I was a teammate, is just shut up. Look, you played 23 minutes, you had five fouls. You know, you weren't the dominant player on the court. Get out of here. And he did still have 28 and 12. So we'll just throw that out yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, but, like, uh, it wasn't like you shut him down. I mean, like, you yeah. won the game, but it wasn't like you shut him down. You shut him, you know. Uh, uh, fun fact, the Lakers have still won eight straight games with a series tied at 1-1, tied with Jordan's Bulls for the longest streak in NBA history. Lakers a five-point favorite in game three coming up Saturday at home in L.A. The Timberwolves also uh, fell to the Nuggets in a big way yet again. Final 122-113. Jamal Murray had 40, his fifth. 40-point postseason game. Um, we also have three games coming up tonight. Your 76ers, I, your 76ers, that's what I say, in action against the oh, Nets yeah, tonight. We will get to that as well as Kings Warriors. Uh, 76ers and the Kings both up 2-0 in their respective series. The Suns and Clippers tied at one with game three ahead tonight as well. We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, get to some of those NFL news and notes. we got some updates on San Francisco 49ers and Trey Lance, as well as the Dolphins quarterback Tua Tunga-Vailoa. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. NEMGM. Try to say that 10 times fast. It'll, it'll you really it well, get you. Though. You did it well. <laughs> Thank I'm... you. I appreciate it, Michael. I'm working hard here with my reads. <laughs> um, so, okay. Yes. So, I've had the night to sleep on this All a right. little bit after we saw the news mm-hmm. come through from Ian Rappaport yesterday. News? That... that was not news. That was an advertisement. Okay. Well, that, that was not news. That was an advertisement. <laughs> an the advertisement. Only thing, the only thing missing was John Lynch's phone number at the at the bottom of the Twitter to call. It was an advertisement. So continue, please. Okay. After we saw the advertisement that the San Francisco 49ers are taking calls reportedly yeah. for quarterback Trey Lance. They're not picking up the phone and dialing themselves. No, no, no. no they would never do but that. But they're taking no, no, the they, calls. They were taking calls. But they would never call. But they're <laughs> taking calls. So you're not if buying you it. You're tra- not buying it. Would you? Are you? Are you? All right. You're the 49er expert on this table. All right. So, like, what would you do with them? Like, who's calling? Who is I, who's calling? What? All right. Tell me what game I need to go watch and study. Well, there aren't really many for you to be able to go watch, first of all. Correct answer. There are none. Do you want me to watch? There's the two Houston? in the NFL that you can watch. Do you want me to watch the Houston preseason game? Do you want me to watch the Chicago opener? The 2021 game that he played at North Dakota State? You you want me to go watch that? I certainly can. I mean, you know, like, this is an advertisement. This is where we want somebody, and we're not going to give them away either. And we're not trying to trade them, but if you're interested, call. So what would the cost be? I, I ask you Just that. trying to recoup, because you're not going to be able to recoup what you gave up of course to not. trade up for him for number three overall. Of course you're not going to. So... I ask you this. Jalen Ramsey but, went for a third, and now he had to redo his contract. So you're sitting here with Trey Lance, and you're entering year three. You've got this fifth-year option that do you really want it? You don't even know if this guy could play. You know this. The only fact you do know is after that preseason game in Houston against Lovey's Tampa 2 coverage that they were going to open up and face in Chicago week one that Kyle Shanahan got on that plane and basically said, let's bring Garoppolo back. We need Garoppolo. We can't let him go. I mean, that's fact. You can't deny that. That's fact. That happened. Immediately after that game, the next thing we know is Jimmy G was back. He was no longer practicing over on the side field. He was back in home fold. Well, I mean, it's a, think about this time last year. Jimmy Garoppolo had already said goodbye to the fans. Right. He was out. Like, the expectation was that he was not going to be coming back. Trey Lance is the future. We're investing in him. We can't have Jimmy in the locker room anymore because and, we need the team to believe. Right. And we add, can and I then, add one more thing fame. to what this time yeah. last year? We had people saying we should bet him for the MVP. Yes. Okay, please. Let's not forget that. Let's we not cannot, forget. We can't You're forget You're not that. bitter at all, Michael. No, not at all. <laughs> then, not at all. But so we go from there to obviously Trey Lance doesn't 
perform well in the opportunities that he did have to start. He has the season-ending injury, and thank goodness that you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who's there, and can step in. But then he gets injured, and you're on your third-string quarterback. And miracle season for Brock Purdy. It was like a Disney movie, what we watched unfold. <laughs> um, but then you're in a situation where you have to, Josh Johnson that you have playing quarterback with a Super Bowl on the line. Hurt. And then, and he, then gets... he gets hurt. Yeah. So I personally would like to have six quarterbacks worth of quarterback depth because you never know what's going to happen in this QB room. I think Trey Lance is fine to see if you can continue to develop him behind the scenes. I don't think he's QB1. Brock Purdy has earned that job. But if he's injured, then what do you do? Do you give Trey Lance another chance? Or I know you would prefer to have Sam Darnold, who they brought in. But, mind you, Sam Darnold couldn't even get out of last preseason healthy. So and it's a struggle. you're asking me to calm down. You're Sorry. asking me to calm down. Sorry. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. All right. Don't so get me started. I got you started. I love it. All right. So here's where I think we got to figure this out. You're the expert on San Francisco. Let's just hypothetically say Brock Purdy's healthy and he's number one. And let's say Sam Darnold is the two quarterback. What does that tell us about Lance? Why would we keep him to be the inactive quarterback? I feel like you would keep him for the potential still and backup in case somebody gets hurt. You want to put him in a game? You feel any good about that? Wouldn't you be wouldn't I don't be... so I'm I'm not a Trey Lance fan. Okay. Like that's not a secret. You didn't bet the MVP ticket? I didn't bet the MVP okay, ticket. I very much so think that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are in a position where they don't want to admit that they're wrong, but they have Kyle, gotten to the point I where you kind Kyle, of have to. Kyle is fully prepared to admit Kyle admitted this is over with on the plane ride back from Houston. Uh, Lynch and Adam Peters, they haven't admitted anything. And mm-hmm. this advertisement that they took out today is another part of the, or yesterday, this advertisement is another part of the of, the, of trying to recoup some of the value. What would you trade for him? I mean, what, just say, say Trey Lance's agent called you up and said, look, this is not going to work. What will we trade for him? So does D'Amico Ryans want him in Houston? Does Rand Carthon want him in Tennessee? I mean, if there was a if there was a belief, if, if I was Rand Carthon, and there was a belief that this guy was really the player, the first thing I would have done when I got the Tennessee job is figure out a way to get him here. Figure out a way to get him on because I know what they think in the building. Mm-hmm. I know what they think in the building because as much as the advertisement comes out, what they're saying in the building between Kyle, the coaches, and Lynch and Peters, they're. Carthon knows that conversation intimately. So if he felt like it was and I and he watched practice every day. So if he felt like the guy, you know, even before he injured the ankle, if he was good enough, we'll bring him in. He's he didn't there was no urgency to do this. So that tells me if I were in the league, he probably doesn't think he's very good. That's deductive reasoning. It's the same thing down in my that in Houston. They need a quarterback. They mm-hmm. signed Case Keenum. As the as whatever mm-hmm. he is, right? Well, and and again, D'Amico Ryan's very familiar with Trey Lance. Exactly. So if he were to want that, then he would know. But based on everything that is being said in the building, there wouldn't be a need for it. I also like don't know which team is going to want to trade ca- draft capital seven days away from the draft for for a guy like Trey Lance when you're you can draft a quarterback and get five years and get that option versus Trey Lance where you're getting with three. And so bo- both of them are un- – and, well, the one and both you, are unproven, but right, one but more have, so than the others. You have tape on Trey Lance in preseason games, yeah. and you have that Chicago Bear Rainfest game that was a disaster, which, which killed – I mean, how many Circa Survivor tickets got lost in that game? Well, I know mine was a $1,000 <laughs> donation <laughs> for that one. I didn't Thanks mean for to that, bring that, Michael. Up. You know, sorry. sore subject. Okay. Um, we do have another news item that I want to make sure we get to. I okay. can only drone on. Although, I will say just one last note on the 49ers situation. We've talked about this before. In terms of the bets for who's going to take the first snap at quarterback for the 49ers this year, Trey Lance is still a minus number, whereas Brock Purdy and Sam Darnold are both plus money prices. It's amazing. So, it's amazing how Trey Lance has been able to control the betting market it's really amazing it's truly unbelievable MVP literally there was an MVP market for him last year yep, I know it, it, it is amazing and I told I was stomping on the table telling everybody please do not bet this with you so I am there I mean um, that, that was a St. Jude's pick all the way what did you make of the comments yesterday from the Miami Dolphins press conferences that Tua Tungavailoa considered Ooh. retirement at one point you know I think it's really 
you know, I think it's as a father of two young sons, they don't play football. But as a father, I think it was an important conversation to have in an offseason. And as an executive, I would be worried because to me, he's one more concussion away from really deciding this is it. Right. And maybe it never comes. But as an executive, you almost have to prepare that it is going to come. And I do feel like he's on that crossroads where a little nudge over, he's going to stop and probably should stop and should be encouraged to stop. Uh, I, I was worried about I love this sincerity. I love this mm-hmm. transparency. Look, the kid's a tremendous kid. He's a tremendous kid. He's a hard worker. But unfortunately, this is a violent sport and he's going to get hit again. And I worried about him. And so the thing that I kind of battle with, with the Tua side of this, and maybe we can talk about this a little bit later as well, but we look at what just came out with DeMar Hamlin recently this week, a guy who literally for moments died on a football field with cardiac arrest, had his heart stop. And yet we are commending him wanting to come back and his love of the game and his desire for X, Y, and Z, fully aware of the repercussions of playing such a violent sport and this being a modern gladiator type of a game. But then with Tua, we're like, oh, well, one more concussion. It's it's the same thing to me. No, because the concussions are more readily going to occur. This was maybe a, I don't know if it was a fluke or if it was like something that rarely ever happens. It it does. It very, very rarely Rarely happens. happens. So, I I mean, it's a rare thing. And I would say this, he may be cleared to play. Does Buffalo's doctors clear him to play? Right. That's the other thing you got to be really careful of. I just, I, I get that Tua is a franchise quarterback and concussions and CTE are such prevalent things when it comes to the league, but still it's it's one-to-one, a player who could face serious repercussions if anything else were to yeah. happen to them. Um, so it's it's just a hard argument to have. There, there are a lot more thoughts that I have on on the Dolphins and what the outlook might be for them looking forward to so maybe, maybe we can get too. to that a bit later, but Will Hill is coming up next. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. Good news. If you become a VSEN Pro subscriber today, you'll start getting our daily email that recaps the best bets from all of our show hosts and guests. You also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. You can sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. We newly have a top VEASAN experts leaderboard where you can view betting records, profit, and ROI to see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand any given week. For VEASAN Pro Picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now for just $9.99 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You also get some of the great content from our guy, Will Hill, who joins us now. Yes, VEASAN contributor who we were supposed to have on earlier this week. But your wife was in labor. Baby number four has arrived. How's everybody doing? Everything is good. Yeah, I thought uh, it, it dragged down a little longer than I thought, so I had to miss my spot. It was uh, it was unfortunate. So <laughs> longer uh, than I'm he thought. Now. Like like he's an expert in giving childbirth. <laughs> okay? I could just see him too, like, like on his phone in the delivery room, yeah. making sure he gets his bets in. Yeah. Come on. Let's not. I mean, let's. We're getting a little too personal here. I think there's uh, there's too much truth to that. That's not funny. Oh no, <laughs> that's tremendous. Well, hopefully, mom is doing good and the little one happy and healthy. Very, very happy for you and your family. Um, but yeah, let's get to some of the bets that you have in pocket for today. The NBA mm. rolling along. We got two series where teams are up 2-0 already. Why don't we start with the 76 I think he was in that room and he got he got brainwashed in that room. You know, I think something happened. You know, he's always been one of those that has been gullible to the 76ers. You know, he was on them two years ago. He's telling me how they were going to win it all. Laying the points to, again Bill today, Berman and I, Bill Berman and I tried to warn him, but he didn't listen. But now he's back on this campaign again. Now I am off the campaign. Tonight's a different story. They're just... This is a total mismatch against the Nets. The Nets are a six seed in name only. This is really a lottery team that that hung on for dear life after the Durant trade, just because they had stacked so many wins that they were their the record was too good to fall out of the playoffs. But Philly has such an advantage inside. They beat them. I think it was 57-33 the other night in rebounds, 13 to five in offensive rebounds. There's just so many second chance opportunities for Philly here. Uh, Brooklyn has absolutely no answer for Embiid, so it, it's uh, two choices: go one on one and just have Embiid eat you alive. Or double him and, and leave shooters open. Neither scenario is obviously good. Um, I, I do think it makes for some interesting prop opportunities. But I think Philly rolls here. I think the Nets know they're cooked. 
Um, you know, they actually played a decent game. They did everything they could in that second game. And even in the yeah. first game, they didn't play terrible. And you, you look up and you still lost the game by whatever, 15 points, 20 points um, in game one. This is just not a fair fight to me. I think Philly, with, with all the second chance opportunities, just rolls here. I, I think you're right. I think that the, the accumulation of Brooklyn's wins during the season is the false reality of them being a succeed. And and when they go small against Philly, they, they're limited in terms of their ability to rebound. And then if they don't shoot, over 50% from the three-point line, they can't score. I mean, they can't get to the rim because their lack of size inside. So it's either we're making threes or we're not going to win the game. And that's a hard place to play. Absolutely. That's why I do think it leaves some opportunity for props. Uh, I mentioned Embiid when you double him and you have to double him pretty much because I don't, you don't have to, but uh, I think they're, they're going to choose to double him because they don't have anybody that has the size strength to deal with him one-on-one. Um, so that leaves an opportunity for Embiid over three and a half assists. He had seven in game two. He had three in like this early in the second quarter, middle of the second quarter in game one. Uh, and it ended up on three, but I think three and a half over is a good play in terms of the assist for Embiid. And Cam Johnson threes, you get it at two and a half. I like the over there too. He had 11 attempts in game one. He's had 19 attempts for the series. He made six of them the other night. Um, he's just, look, the Nets, like you said, they have to shoot a million threes. They have to hit about half of them. It's their only chance is just bomb a bunch of threes. So Cam Johnson's had the hot hand. I think over two and a half threes is a good play there. too. The uh, Kings have come out guns ablazing. First time for the Warriors in the Steph, Clay, and Draymond era that they're down 0-2 in a series. They're laying six today against the Kings, total sitting around 240. What's the best way to play this? And, like, do you think that Golden State, back at Chase Center, back at home, um, is able to get over the hump here and finally get the win against Sacramento? I hope so because I picked oh, pick the Kings to win the series, but I picked Kings in six also. When we were talking about last year, last week at 14-1, to one, so you kind of need the Warriors to win some games here, which I didn't know that I'd be saying two games in, but I, I like the over here. I, I do think the Warriors win. I think the home crowd gives them a lift. I think you get a few extra calls at home. That's just the nature of the playoffs, but I like the over because I think losing Draymond just kills their defense. They don't have anyone that can reasonably replace him in any way. You're going to have to replace him on the other end with, with a shooter and probably just play small ball here. So you're going to have to outscore the Kings. And I think that's the way to go here is just play the over. Um, a couple stats that, that really jump out to me, and, and Bob Volgaris tweeted this out. After Kings makes, the Warriors are taking 17 and a half seconds per possession, meaning they're not playing with pace. The Kings make a shot. The Warriors take the ball to the basket. They sulk. They're sort of pointing fingers. They walk the ball up the court. Before you know it, there's eight seconds left on the shot clock, and they're rushing into a bad shot. They're turning it over, which has been a problem. So I think they're going to have to play with a little more pace tonight. That leads to an over. And if you look at it, uh, the Warriors, 29 of 90 in, from three of the first two games. I mean, just saying that out loud, 93-point attempts in two point in, in two games is amazing. But they haven't shot it well. And even the Kings, who are up 2-0, haven't shot it well. I think they're 23 of 70. So you figure these are two good shooting teams. They'll, they'll shoot the ball better at some point. That's uh, another good reason here to bet the over. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key is, right, the, the, they can't get stops. The Warriors can't get stops when they need to get stops. I mean, they just yeah. can't do it. And, and we saw how significant the absence of Draymond was at the end of that game. Yeah, and, and you know, Sacramento's defense is, you know, played really well. They're sixth overall. They're holding them to 32.6% in three-point shooting. So, you know, they can't get stops. They're not making their threes when it really matters, and, and that's a problem. You know, that that's yeah. the issue. And so – I think with Dray, I'm surprised the line is this much with Draymond. Will with him being missing in the game? I feel like yeah, it's a must-win, right? Must-win for for Golden State. Right, and, and you make a good point, Lombardi. They just they look a little old. They look a little slow. Sometimes when these dynasty dynasties end, they end with a thud. They end a little quicker than you expect. Um, and with how volatile uh, Draymond is, maybe there, there's an ugly ending here. I just I don't get the sense that the Warriors are going to get off the mat, win win four out of five games here. They probably win tonight. That's just the nature of these playoffs. The, the desperation, the desperate team usually responds. We saw that with all four road teams stealing game one. They all got absolutely buried in games two. Um, I, I do think Warriors probably win tonight, but I, I think the Kings win the series here. Um, let's look at some of those series prices because the the beauty of betting the NBA postseason right now is that even if you don't get in ahead of the series, you can still bet into it. And, and any of those prices moving forward that have been attractive to you? I like the Grizzlies at plus money. I think this is a toss-up series. I think that was, you said it stormy at the top of the show, that was a huge missed opportunity for the Lakers. Memphis is wounded. Morant's out, and it's amazing. For for such a good player like Morant, the Grizzlies over the past couple of years have played really well without Morant. Their record without him is good. Uh, but but Jaron Jackson Jr. is banged up. Morant's hurt. 
and you had a chance to win that game, and L.A. just came out so lethargic. Davis gave him a terrible game, um, and, and now you're 1-1, and here's, I think, a big key. There's two days off between now and Game 3, but after that, it's only one day off in between. It's mm-hmm. every other night from Game 3 to Game 4, 4 to 5. That does not favor the Lakers with the older team. I just worry about them running out of gas. I worry about LeBron running out of gas. I think that favors Memphis here. Uh, I'd be nervous that I let one slip through my fingers here if I'm the Lakers. I you like know, Memphis plus money. Stormy and I talked about that, Will, today. I, I mean, we see Jimmy Butler. He has a hard time on a back – not a back-to-back, but just with the one-day rest. You watch the Lakers repeatedly, and I think we saw some of those games they needed to play well and they didn't down the stretch because he didn't have that two- or three-day rest he needs. I think that is a factor. And a big criticism of Ham among Lakers fans is, is Ham just does not trust his bench. I think it's sort of a symptom of being a new coach. When, you, when you're inexperienced, you just want to go to the guys that you trust and you want to play a shorter rotation. It's harder to trust those six, seventh, eighth guys, which makes sense. Hey, I want LeBron out there as much as possible. I want AD out there as much as possible. The problem is you run them into the ground, and again, you're playing every other night now. you got to worry about them running out of gas. I see you also like the Knicks at a plus-money series price. Yeah, this is sort of going the way I thought. I, I bet them uh, before the series. I bet them in game one. I thought they'd get rolled the other night, so I'm sort of on par here with how this is going to go. I think it'll be tough for the Cavs to win in the Garden. Uh, for as good as the Cavs are defensively, they struggle to defensive rebound. They have a habit of fouling. And the Knicks, that's their strength. They're not a great shooting team, but they get to the line. They get second chance points. And that garden is going to be absolutely rocking. What's that, tomorrow night for game three and then Sunday afternoon for game mm-hmm. four. Uh, I think the Knicks get the two home games. You can get them at plus money. I think this is Knicks and six. I think the Knicks are going to the second round. They're a fun team to watch, man. Jay Wright, he, uh, he, he either has a habit of recruiting the players or developing the players because between Hart, Brunson, DiVincenzo, you watch these playoffs. There's Villanova guys all over the place yep, that just are. know how to win. They're not five-star guys, but, man, they are just gritty. They know how to win. We got less than a minute, Will. Phoenix, the Clippers tonight, do you have any feel for that game? No, I don't like what I've seen from the Suns, though. They don't pressure the rim. They don't get to the foul line. They don't get enough three-point attempts. And Paul looks like he's shot. I mean, it's really – they're such a top-heavy team. It's Booker and it's Durant. You never know what you're getting out of Aiton. Now you don't know what you're getting out of Paul. I think the Suns probably win tonight, probably win the series – not enough confidence confidence for, uh, for for me to bet here, but you have to worry about the Suns running out of gas. They just don't have a deep rotation at all. Great stuff, as always, Will. Please tell Thanks, your Will. wife she's a saint. Yes, complete. All right, yes. see you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Later, Will. Uh, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. Follow him, of course, as great work here with VSIN. Make sure you become a subscriber to get all of that access. We're going to step aside when we come back. A writing spotlight for our guy, Michael Lombardi. We are finally going to get into oh, that Justin okay. Fields Are you going to defend him? Are you going to be his lawyer, we'll too? We'll see. <laughs> MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, hits the ice with a special offer on select playoff games. Place a first goal scorer prop wager, and if you don't win, you'll get half your stake back in a bonus bet up to $10. Enjoy the playoffs like never before with BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and parlay selection features throughout the postseason. Log in now or sign up and opt in to get a $10 bonus bet. Your first goal prop wager misses the net. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager new and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, and New York. Welcome back to the Lombardi Line. Live from downtown Las Vegas, the Circa Resort and Casino, alongside Michael Lombardi. Stormy Bond and Tony here. And Tuesday on the show, uh, Michael, Yes. we started getting into a little bit of the conversation about Justin Fields kind of in the ingest a bit within the framework yeah. of the comeback player of the year market. Um, yeah, that started it, right? So, yeah. yeah so I wasn't wanna, sure what he was coming back from. Just being bad. Just being just bad. Being bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I wanted to revisit it, though, because you kind of set Twitter on fire. Not kind of. You did. Like, three million views and impressions and retweets and quote tweets and all this stuff comparing the numbers of Justin Fields and Davis Mills under the guise of how each team's quarterback needs are perceived, right. especially when it comes to the draft. Well, you know, I was sitting in here, and, you know, we have all these TV monitors, and I looked up and I saw Femi's guy, Danny O, on Pat McAfee's show, and he was talking about he was appalled, completely appalled, that Houston uh, wouldn't draft a quarterback at number two. He's appalled by it. He thinks it's disgraceful. And yet it's okay for Chicago not to draft one. And so it made me dig deeper into the numbers. And when you break the numbers down, taking the rushing stats out and just looking comparison player to player and win-loss percentage and throwing, it's not even – it's the same player. Now, one guy's drafted in the third round. One guy's drafted the 11th pick overall. So there's this discretionary love that's given to the player who's a first-rounder, and there's this hate given to the third-rounder because he's not any good. And I just think it's wrong. I think both teams need quarterbacks. I think both teams mm -hmm. admit they need quarterbacks. I think if Bryce Young were 6'2", Chicago would have picked him and would have not looked back and would have traded out of Justin Fields. Because Chicago, I didn't write anything or put anything on Twitter that Chicago doesn't already know. Mm -hmm. I think Chicago just felt like, look, there's no sure thing, and we don't have a sure thing. So let's just keep going down this road, build a team, and next year we'll see where we are. But here's the one thing that I think you have to take into strong consideration is the Bears last year, for all his rushing numbers, he fumbled 28 times, 20, all that stuff. The Bears' average being loss was 8.5 points per game, the exact same number as the Indianapolis Colts. In comparison, the Colts threw the ball 35 times a game on average. The Bears only threw a 22. So the Bears know he doesn't throw the ball well. The Bears know this. Because and, the Colts late in games are throwing the ball as much as possible to get gonna, back into it, and the Bears aren't. Right. And so now with another year, see, Femi keeps saying another year he's going to develop. Another year of watching him just play running quarterback, to me, could hurt him because teams are going to play him a certain way now. They're going to play him a certain way. Detroit's going to – everybody's going to play him a certain way. They're going to say, hey, Justin, throw the ball from the pocket. Well, to our boy Femi's credit, 
I will say, like, he had, he's had a lot of things working against him. And granted, Davis Mills has as well in Houston. But you have to imagine with them trading out of that top overall pick to get some more draft capital, to bring in DJ Moore as a weapon for him, ideally upgrading the offensive line a bit. They are coming off of a season where the Bears had the worst defense in franchise history that things can turn around a little bit. And the the we talk about the perception so much in all of this. And what I kind of come back to in my mind is, like when we talk about the draft in general, and we talk about how um, a guy like Josh Allen is potentially going to make Anthony Richardson and, and Will Levis, if you want to throw him there, a ton of money because he was somebody that was able to turn it around and he got the accuracy largely right. corrected. He changed the footwork. And now he's a guy that we talk about going into each season as an MVP candidate. Right. You have Jalen Hurts, who's the natural comparison for Justin Fields, who was somebody who was t- between 20th and 32nd in the league in completion percentage, QBR, and touchdown interception ratio his first two years that in year three was able to turn it around to be ranking first and second in all of those categories and come second in the MVP voting to Patrick Mahomes. But again, he's the exception. Right. And so I'm not trying to say Justin Fields is going to be that, but I see why people believe in the potential of a guy that they did pick so high in the draft that they think could get there. You know, as George Costanza says, a lie is only a lie if you believe it. And obviously you want to believe it. I don't. I'm just playing a little devil's advocate if I can. Okay, so let's do this. I I am in agreement with you. And I have great respect for your betting ability. Are you betting the Bears on the over win total? I am not, no. Okay, so that tells me everything I need to know. Because all those sites that you just gave me, all those examples, Hurts, even though he won nine games, people ignore that in his second season and they went to the playoffs. You're still not going to bet the over. If you believed all that, you would bet the over. So, and what I'm saying is, Michael, I'm not saying that I believe it. I am in lockstep with you and what you think about this. I'm just saying I can understand why from the outside looking in, people want to buy into the potential. Why isn't the betting market responding to this love that he has on Twitter, this love, because there's a perception, there's Twitter perception, there's reality. And my point is, is we as betters can't fall for it. And no one's falling for it. Like there's idiots out there that actually think he is the best quarterback in the NFC. We've seen that. I think it's Adam Rank. I don't know who the hell this that guy is. That tweet was posted on April 1st and I thought it was an April Fool's no, it joke. No, it, Mar- thir- oh, it was posted 30. the night before. And yeah. I, saw, I saw it on April 1st and I thought it was an April Fool's joke. And it we wasn't. all did. Who could have thought that? Even Femi doesn't think that. So my point here is if the, if the needle doesn't move based on that, how, what's Mm -hmm. the evidence? Where am I gaining the confidence? And I just think to me, it's unfair for Davis Mills, who's not good enough to take all the criticism and they absolutely have to have one. Meanwhile, the bears get a pass. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were horrible. I mean, they were horrible. And, and again, Lamar Jackson takes over the Baltimore Ravens in 2019. They're four and five. Okay. They're not a good team either. Joe Flacco was a quarterback. The bye week happens. They come back six and one. They lose to Kansas City in Kansas City. Tyreek Hill makes this incredible play on third and 15 to to win the game for him. And he takes him to the playoffs. The quarterback position, when you have somebody of elite ability, just takes over. Brock Purdy, we're not making any excuses for Brock Purdy. He came into the same offense that Trey Lance had and performed at a magnificent level. My point of the column is this. We have to stop talking about where they get drafted and just focus on how they play. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's not playing well. That's the point. Nobody, Everybody has a bag load of excuses. Jalen Hurts took his team to the playoffs. The A couple of quotes that I loved, um, one of which being the NFL draft system is backward in terms of evaluation. You write, we value a player's draft status more than how he plays when he doesn't matter where they get picked. It only matters how they play. And I thought that, like, I mean, you said it there, but just that summed it up really, really well that it all goes back to evaluation. And then to your point about perception, perception is a powerful tool, providing teams with an escape hatch to avoid any criticism. The Texans getting killed for not taking a quarterback where the Bears are applauded. So um, make sure you do go check this out, by the way, at vcin.com when NFL teams believe the lie is the title of this one. And it's, it's it's just a really interesting read on perception versus reality. Okay, so like, let's take it a step further. You're a 49er fan. They have not gotten much criticism for the Trey Lance pick. 
They have really haven't. I mean, if they haven't because they've lucked out with right, but they haven't gotten criticism like they haven't been attacked. Like if that would have been the Cardinals or if that would have been another team, they would have been attacked. They would have been killed. But because there was such a great love perception around Lance, nobody wants to go kill it. That Lance was one of those Twitter lovers. Mm -hmm. Right. Remember last year, we, we literally we, we laugh about it, but he had so much love. He's got a community behind him. And that's why the 49ers aren't catching any heat. Most teams that made this trade to get all the way up there and give up all the assets, they would be getting ridiculed even though they won. We would all be saying, could you imagine if they didn't give up all those resources? Well, so in my brain, I think like uh, the part, like I guess 1B to that conversation would be that like they did draft Brock Purdy. And it's basically like just – you just get him too. You get him for a cheaper price. You gave up all this stuff, but you still ended up getting your guy, so it doesn't matter. Right, and I think it matters how they play, but I do think yes. that there is that when a player is loved, like Odell, that the, there's no criticism on it. Like there's there's a perception, and if you have that positivity perception, you can get away with anything. I mean, you could sign J.J. Watt tomorrow, and people would say, oh, that's going to be a great move for the team. Even though J.J.'s retired, he don't want to play anymore. There's perception, there's not reality, and we got to kind of peel that back, especially in the betting market. To go back to that perception, you look at Super Bowl odds, the Texans, 200 to 1, makes sense. Bears, 50 to 1. How is that even possible? We got no way or no doubt coming oh, up in hour two that. and some oh big news God. in the NFL. <laughs> oh my God. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.